Thank you for joining us for episode 378 of Live Happy Now. Most schools don't teach things like gratitude, kindness, and empathy, but this week's guest wants to change that. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, and this week I'm talking with Ash Manuel, who left his career as a teacher after discovering the principles of positive psychology and deciding to change the way students are taught. His program, Growing with Gratitude, is a global positive education program that helps build and protect children's mental well-being. His new book, Growing with Gratitude, Building Happiness, Resilience, and Mental Well-Being in Our Schools and Homes, is designed to share those principles with parents and teachers around the world. And today, he explains more about this important program. Ash, welcome to Live Happy Now. Thanks, Paula. Thanks for having me. We wanted to talk to you because gratitude happens to be one of our favorite topics here at Live Happy. And you're taking it to the schools. And I'm just so happy to see the work that you're doing. And and I wanted to find out how this journey began. Like, how did you become interested in gratitude and what led you to this point? Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting question about how I came across, I guess, the power of gratitude for my own journey. If I look back now, probably about 2010, I was actually looking into property investing. And at the time, I was a teacher, like a primary school physical education teacher here in uh, Adelaide, South Australia. And I just thought, yeah, I'm going to have a look at this property investing. But what actually happened was what I did not expect. So these, these successful property investors kept on talking about how this thing about gratitude led to their happiness, then happiness led to their success. At the time, I, it did not didn't click how they all came together. I didn't understand how gratitude led to happiness and what's happiness got to do with success, but it really piqued my interest. So I started to look into it and I realized just like learning a skill in a sport, you can learn to be a more happy, resilient person through things like being grateful and also not just being grateful, but also practicing empathy, kindness, serving others. So there was these different things that you could actually do to actually practice to become more resilient. It's just not knowing what it is, but when it comes to something like gratitude, we can actually practice it. And I guess the more we practice something, we better that we get at it. So that's how I came across it originally. Then I guess to take it into schools and family homes, so, um, it was one of those things where, well, I wish I learned these skills as a kid because as an adult, it had a really positive impact. And I guess one of the things also, our school at the time back in about 2013 was looking for a program to implement in this space, but we weren't really sure what to do. So I don't know if you, Paula, or your uh, listeners have had those aha moments before, but I have, but this one was different. <laughs> this aha <laughs> moment that I had was, what if I combine what I know as a teacher with what I learned for my own benefit? I reckon I can come up with ideas and programs where we can teach young people all these skills about being grateful and kind and empathetic in school, but also in a family home. So that's, that's the way it sort of came about from the start. Well, how did you dive into gratitude? Like, you know, at what point, like, where did you go to learn more about it? Because I know you really got into positive psychology and, mm. and that really changed your outlook. How did you go about studying that? Where did you find your information? Yeah, so I just started to Google, like, search gratitude ideas, gratitude lessons, found some people, for example, like Martin Seligman from University of Pennsylvania at the time. He had written a couple of books and he, he was big on gratitude. Another guy from Harvard, um, Sean Acor, who I read um, his book, The Happiness Advantage, and he mentioned about gratitude in there. And just these little snippets from each of these people, I started to take on board. 
So, yeah, I, I started to keep a gratitude journal like a lot of people do. But to be honest, over time, that become a bit boring. And I found that, um, I guess, a bit of a chore because I had been doing it for, I did get in the habit of doing it for quite some time. But then I was real, then I realized so many different other ways we can actually practice. And also, just going back a step with, with young people as well, is that back in 2000, I'm sort of sidetracking a bit, but I think this is quite relevant to, I guess, the point about gratitude as well, is that a group of students studied with the University of South Australia. And what we discovered was quite interesting. Now, group of students, it was only a small group of about a dozen young people from aged about seven to 11. What they had to do for six weeks, they had to write something they were grateful for every day for six weeks as part of a homework research project. And when it came to the end, 100% of the kids said they found that activity boring. And really? when we asked, yeah, when we asked why, they said, well, I got bored of writing things down. <laughs> and also we found it hard to, to think of things to be grateful for. And that was really interesting because it had been highlighted as a really important activity. I still think it is. And it's a good way to start, but maybe it does get a bit boring over time, particularly for young people. So we thought, okay, well, how else can we practice gratitude? And being a physical education teacher, put my, I guess, hat on in that space and thought, well, what are kids doing when they're having fun? They're really engaged in what they're doing. And it's quite often with games. So kids love playing games that practice gratitude. Also, we can play games that practice empathy. So you just got to think outside the square a bit when we're talking about this practice, particularly for young people and also for adults as well. There's so many different ways we can practice. So I'll give you one now, which is one of my favourites that you can use in the home. And I have shared this with adults with no kids and they do it themselves. And you can obviously do it with um, your family as well. It's called Stop, Think, Appreciate. And what the idea is, is that in the home, you can get a post-it note or a sticky note or some kind of sticker label. And the idea is that you identify things in the home that you can be grateful for. So what you do, maybe each family member or a person puts their sticker label on something that we may take for granted sometimes. Oh, interesting. Like, could be like a fridge, could be like the, the water tap, the bed head, whatever it might be. And that dot represents just a, it's just a bit of a stop and reflect on things in the family home that we can be grateful for. But it's also there, you might keep it there for a couple of weeks and it just acts as that reminder to be grateful for those things that we do have because I think often we do take things for granted sometimes, whether that is a young person or an adult. And I think it's sometimes really good to reflect on those things that we do have. And that's just one little activity, one little game that we can play to practice gratitude as well. But there's so many different ones and I'm sure we can go on them later and I can uh, share some different resources that your listeners can uh, get hold of as well. So how did you go about growing this into an entire program? Well, so I was actually really passionate about this. So it started as a passion project in 2014 while I was still teaching. So all of 2014, all of 2015, I committed, okay, I'm going to do this. I want to work on this every day for that two years while I was teaching. That was what I gave myself. And it didn't have to be like hours and hours each day. It was just those short little moments because one of the books I read going through learning about gratitude and these habits was The Slight Edge by a guy called Jeff Olson. Oh, and yeah. He, he's, um, he's written, it's a great book, and it resonated about how you don't have to do everything overnight. It's just about doing seemingly insignificant little things each day that can grow over time into something quite big. And I, I actually thought, that's actually really true. I don't have to do this overnight. 
So all of 2014, all of 2015, I worked on it as a side project and, well, actually, sorry, more of a passion project. And then started 2016, I um, left teaching to do Growing with Gratitude full time. So I guess what I worked on was uh, putting together an online program where teachers in the classroom could teach the skills of gratitude and kindness and empathy, something I like to call positive reflection, which is similar to like a growth mindset and service. So doing things for other people, particularly young people starting out doing things in the family home as a way of getting the habit of serving others. So that's what the program focuses on quite a bit. And also we also look at self-awareness and ownership. So being responsible for what we do, particularly around our own mental well-being and being responsible for our own happiness. Now, it's not always easy to do that, but at the end of the day, it is up to, up to us, particularly young people like finding their way. We can actually, we, we never tell people what to do, but we can show them ideas and then they can take on what works because just before we actually probably hit record there, Paul, we were talking about get our, you, you said you go to bed like quite late and I get up quite early. Mm-hmm. And, and we said, whatever works for you. And exactly right. So I like to call them mood shifters. So what are my mood shifters? So what improves my mood might work for me, but might not work for somebody else. So it's really important we show some ways that we can improve our happiness or our resilience and then let the young people and adults as well find out what works for them. So that's a, what, that's a lot of what the program's about. So online resources and also we'll go in there and run in-class sessions and teacher sessions, parent sessions as well to show them some ideas about what they can pass on to their students or children as well. That's that is so terrific. And how is teaching gratitude to children different than working with adults? And then do you teach it differently at different ages and stages? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't think it, I always say to young or any, actually it doesn't matter anyone I talk to I always say it doesn't matter if you're a three year old or a hundred three year old. Like gratitude is something we can practice and it's relevant for everyone. Obviously, yes, it does depend on who you're talking to and who you're presenting to about how you actually go about that. So I guess for young people, we focus on games. So one actually, a little story is that it's in a regional area. It's about two and a half hours from the city that I live in. in It's quite a small town. And I went out there to do some student workshops. This was about a grade eight level. They've been doing a bit of gratitude practice, but they've been doing it in the classroom where they've been asked to reflect. And some of this, some young people actually find it quite intimidating to actually share. So we actually played some games where they're not actually sharing in front of other people. They, they're playing some games. So I'll give you an example, like the game Yahtzee, dice game Yahtzee. Oh, we yeah. That with that. Yep. So we created like a game of Yahtzee where there's a Yahtzee score sheet. So obviously it's a numbers game as well. But also next to the numbers is a little activity. So, for example, in Yahtzee, if you get a Yahtzee where you've got five numbers, five the same numbers, that's worth 50 points. Then next to the Yahtzee box, there's a little activity. So it might be a reflection of who's someone in your life that you're grateful for. And so they're actually just writing that in and filling it in through a game. And also there's some physical activity in there. So what it does, it doesn't put the focus on that individual person in that moment to share what they're grateful for because they might not feel comfortable doing that. But in any game setting, they might be playing on their own or with somebody else and they feel really comfortable on it. And it was really interesting because one of the teachers said there, look, I'm actually really surprised. Like some of the students who find it hard to talk about things like being grateful are actually really involved here. So games are a really good one for young people, whether that's primary school or high school and even adults. So when 
I've done some teacher training. We actually play the games as well, and the teachers love them. So you can see that they're really engaged. They're having fun. doesn't matter. I don't think, again, when we play games, everyone loves games. Oh, absolutely. So it doesn't discriminate games at all. <laughs> so it's a, it's, a, it's a fun way to learn. So I think it's just coming up with the variety and, and showing people different ways. I think it's always good to start with a journal, particularly for adults. Like if you're going down that path of being grateful, or sorry, wanting to practice to be grateful, then I think a journal is a really good way to do it, whether you do that every day or once a week or however you want to do it. But also there's so many different other ways. And also, I guess, like the appreciation thing, like I always like to think about gratitude in four areas of life. And one of them is the people in our life that we can appreciate. Also, the experiences we can be grateful for, like it could be an experience of going to a sporting event or that experience of a holiday. Also, the opportunities we have. So for the opportunity, like having going to school or an opportunity for a promotion or whatever it is, and then also the fourth area is what I mentioned before about sometimes we take things for granted. So some of those things that in our life that we might take for granted. So I like to focus on those four areas and provide opportunities in different ways for people to practice those skills through different games, different activities and different lessons. Because I think it's re- really important to have a variety to keep it fun and interesting. And that was the base of a lot of that research we did a few years ago when the students did find just writing down boring. Yeah, that's terrific. And I'm interested in seeing how the past couple of years have influenced maybe the way that you present it, because, you know, we know that it's taken a toll on everyone's mental health. You know, both adults mm-hmm. and children have, have suffered in the last couple of years. So are, are you doing anything specific to that to help use gratitude to get children or, or their parents too back on track? Yeah, definitely. I think it's one of, the, um, one of those things because it doesn't, I mean, yes, a lot of lots happened in the world in the last few years, and it still is at the moment. Different world events, and but there's always something to be grateful for. And one of the things that I've tried to do in the last couple of years, so in probably probably in September this year in 2022, we're going to do our third big, or sorry, the world's called the world's biggest gratitude lesson. And what we try to, well, what we do is bring young people together from around the world, practice gratitude. Because, and the purpose is, it actually started in the pandemic a couple of years ago in 2020. We thought, okay, well, there's so much stuff happening in the world at the moment, which is not good, but there are other things that are great that's happening. So let's see if we can focus on them. So the idea was to get everyone or get as many people as we can together from around the world. And we do that obviously through online in front of a camera, (laughs) taking uh, the students through a lesson. Some could be live because of the, the time suited them. But we recorded it and then if it didn't suit the time zone or classrooms or families couldn't be involved at the time, they got a recording of it. But the purpose, I think, doesn't matter what we are going through. There's always something to be grateful for. And it's just a matter of, I guess, helping people to see those things. And we can practice in different ways, whether that is through games or just stopping and reflecting around your home about what you've got to be grateful for. And really, I guess, lowering that bar just to remember there are different things. And it's about talking, so about presenting that idea and talking about it, but then also giving the opportunity to practice as well because these are skills. So if you if you practice once, you're probably not going to have a huge impact, but if it's consistent, then it's going to have a bit more of an impact over time. It's like learning a skillless sport. Like if you go to basketball practice for the first time as a young person or even as an adult and you practice your shooting, well, to be honest, you're probably not going to be that good. But if you actually keep rocking up, 
you keep practicing day after day or week after week, month after month, year after year, you're going to be very eventually very good and you're going to be very proficient. And it's exactly the same with learning like a skill like gratitude. The more we practice, the better we get at it. And if we are going through those tough times, it's a lot easier to see those things from a more positive point of view. So one of the things that I learned as an adult, and I wish I learned when I was younger, is using my self-talk or reframing skills to see things from a more positive point of view, coming from a place of being grateful. So, for example, like I'll just use it having a bad day, for example. It might have been just some, a few things didn't go my way. So I might come home, I might sit on the couch, and I might just say to myself, look, today's just been one of those bad days, but you know what? If I actually put it in perspective, maybe it's not so bad. I've come home, I've got this home to come home to, I've got family who love me, I've got just the basics like food to eat, a bed to sleep in tonight. Maybe if I put that in perspective, it's not so bad after all. So for me, that works really well to get myself back to a more neutral state where I'm, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm okay, I'm not too bad. Um, and I think that's a really important skill to model young people. Obviously, it might not work for them, but at least we can model it and show that we can use our self-talk coming from a place of being grateful is a good method to improve our mood and help us through challenging times. And it's one of those things where it might not be easy at the start, but through practice, it gets it does get a lot easier to be able to see those things. And it's like training our brain to focus on the good things through gratitude. So I think the more we practice, the, the better we get. And it's not easy. It's definitely not easy in the time of trauma or going through really tough times. But if we can just take that time, allocate some time to focus on those things, I'm sure we can find things to be grateful for if, if we look. Then how does it change children to grow up with this kind of mindset? What kind of things do you see? Because as, as you mentioned a couple of times, like you wish you had learned this earlier. And that's something mm-hmm. I feel where it's like, wow, if we had had this when I was growing up, I would have had such a different outlook on life. So do you see changes in the children and how do you feel like that's going to affect their overall development into adulthood? Absolutely. I think there's a, there's a few good stories that you hear. It's very hard to measure in terms of like, that in a school well, obviously they get grades for different academic subjects so it's very hard to measure so i think when you hear some stories of how they've used gratitude in their life and that that's really the ones that sort of hit home think yeah this person gets it so a couple of examples i remember this is going back a few years ago and one of the students said oh i'll show you an interview sort of just asking they went through a bit of a Actually, no, it was the same research project I did with um, the students. And they said, oh, how's gratitude um, help you? And he said, well, at school, it's helped me because I've realized that how lucky I am to come to school. So when I sit there and I'm thinking sometimes I'm doing my work and I'm finding it a bit hard, I'm just thinking, well, I'm actually really lucky to, that I've been able to come to school and I'm going to try really hard to understand what I'm actually doing here. I'm going to push hard. I'm going to try hard. Now, that's coming from like an eight or nine-year-old. So wow. the articulation is probably not that good, but they get the concept of it. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Another example, we often do, and it's quite a popular activity, but doing a gratitude note or letter. So and I think it's really important for young people to appreciate the people in their life because sometimes we do take people for granted and we get them to focus on a teacher or a family member who they spend a lot of time with and just get to think about what they do for them. And it's really incredible to see some of these young people write these, these notes. I remember it was just actually recently, one of the girls actually in school, she was a, a grade four student, so 
eight or nine years of age. She said to, she wrote a letter. She was about to leave the school, to go to, to go to another school. And she wrote this letter to her grade two teacher and I read it and she said, I can't remember her teacher's name, but um, she said, dear miss, um, I'm really going to miss you. I love seeing your smile in the corridor. I'm grateful for all the fun lessons that you taught me. And just going through that reflection and stopping and reminding what people do for us, I think it's a really powerful way. And just to read letters like that, it just plants a seed for people to remember to really appreciate the people in our life. So it's hard to measure, but just having those stories about what you see and how people, our young people particularly get it, I think um, that that's the, I guess that's, that's the highlight that you see when, um, and you know that what you're doing does have an impact. Yeah, definitely. And you are reaching kids on such a deep level and you're taking this preventative approach to mental well-being. And and so what are some of the other mental well-being skills that you teach to children? Yep, absolutely. So gratitude is one part of it. Now, the Growing With Gratitude program is focused on what we call the five habits of happiness. So the focus is on gratitude, kindness, empathy, service is um, the other one, and positive reflection. I think that's five. I lost my accounting. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and so, yeah, and, and we focus on them. So we can practice those skills as well. And they're, they're things that also lead to be a more resilient and happier person. And I guess the more we practice those skills and the combination of those skills when they come together, it's quite a powerful skill to have and or powerful skills to have. And I mentioned earlier about self-awareness and ownership. And I think particularly the self-awareness is always talk about understanding how you're feeling. So being self-aware, okay, maybe as a preventative approach again, if I'm not in the best place, okay, I feel that, but it's up to me taking ownership of that to actually do something about it. And then through gratitude, through kindness, through empathy, through service, um, also a bit of physical activity in there we talk about. We suggest things, okay, well, here's some practice about, say, empathy. Maybe you can reframe coming from a place of being an empathetic person to see things from somebody else's point of view, just to reframe it, to make yourself feel a little bit better. So we try to practice the skills and then we talk about and have a debrief about why we're practicing and about how they can use those skills in their life to perhaps improve their mood or it doesn't have to wait till something goes wrong, but to improve and add to their life as well. So I guess the idea is we talk about what that skill is, whether that's empathy. Okay, what is empathy? Let's practice it and let's talk about how we can use it yeah, a lot. That's terrific. You're doing so much good. I love what you're doing with children and how you're getting this gratitude message to them early on in life. We're going to give our listeners links to go find out more about what you're doing, access some of your resources. And I really appreciate you sitting down with me today and just taking the time to talk about it. Uh, thanks, Paul. It's, uh, yeah, it's a topic I certainly love to uh, talk about for sure. That was Ash Manuel founder of the Growing with Gratitude program and author of Growing with Gratitude, Building Happiness, Resilience, and Mental Well-Being in Our Schools and Homes. If you'd like to learn more about Ash's work, his books, or access his free resources for your home or classroom, visit our website at livehappy.com and click on the podcast tab. And as we go back to school, why not make sure you have some cool Live Happy gear to start the year? Right now, we're offering 20% off our back-to-school merch when you use the code HAPPYLEARNING at the Live Happy store. Whether you want to stock up on our adorable mop-top pens, our super popular positive sticky notes, or grab a gratitude journal to start every day with a positive thought, you can find it all at 20% off. 
just visit our store at livehappy.com and remember to use the code HAPPYLEARNING. That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.